Hi, I'm Kristen. And I'm Megan. We all know Massachusetts is famed for its rich history, but we're here to fill you in on the stories and history lessons your teachers might have missed in school. From witch trials to insane asylums, this podcast will send you spiraling into the past whose spirits still surround you in the present. This is Mass Mayhem. In this episode, we're going to jumpstart our podcast with a subject that's close to home. We'll tell of haunted tales from our hometown of Foxborough, then venture down to Cape Cod to divulge the dark seaside secrets that permeate throughout this popular vacation spot to this day. No need to crack open a textbook, because these stories can't be found in any classroom. Unless, of course, that classroom has to share its own story from the past. Established in 1889, the Fosborough State Hospital was initially named the Massachusetts Hospital for Dipsomaniacs and Inebriates. At this time, alcoholism and drug abuse were treated as equal to insanity. They intended to confine the patients and dispel their addiction through extreme and oftentimes inhumane measures. When the need for these hospitals diminished, they changed their focus to treating patients with psychiatric disorders, renaming themselves Foxborough State Hospital. The hospital remained in operation until 1976, later than most, and was closed for mistreatment of patients, as most hospitals of this kind were forced to close for this reason. Strangely, however, this hospital was not completely demolished. It remained standing in Foxborough, vacant, its bones abandoned by all living beings. It then decayed for several years, until being renovated into apartments in a business complex. However, no one can deny that this hospital was ever truly abandoned. Today, we are here to speak with Allie Valencia, a local resident who grew up in the town and still lives here today. Allie has grown up hearing stories her whole life and has even experienced the hauntings of the asylum firsthand. So, Allie, tell us about your experience with the Foxborough State Hospital. So, when I was in high school in 2009, a few of my friends and I decided that we would go explore the Foxborough State Hospital um, before that they were going to be turned down and turned into uh, the apartments that they are today. So, me and my three other friends decided to go in, and what we first noticed was patient records were just scattered all over the place, as if the entire place was just completely abandoned one day and nobody ever came back to organize or, or pick up anyone's records. Um, we had looked at a few of the records, and it had everything from their diagnosis to their age um, to the medications that they were on, and they were just all over the floor, all over the tables. Um, and another freaky thing that happened was we went into an employee restroom, and on the sink was a soap bar, but what was really weird about the soap bar was that it was wet and soapy and it looked like it had just been used. Um, and then my friend Jason decided to, decided to go into the morgue and he went into one of those um, mortuary beds and he laid down and we, sh we enclosed him in there 
and he freaked out. And as we opened it, he said that everything just got so cold um, and that he would never go in one ever again. And then we started hearing people outside, so we got really spooked, so we decided to leave. And as we were leaving, I turned around and looked up into one of the windows, and there was a, what seemed to be a light on inside the hospital. And as I kept staring, the light diminished slowly into just complete darkness. And it, it wasn't like a, a, a room light had went off. It had to slowly um, got darker into a small, small circle until there was nothing left. And then I'd never been back since. To give more insight into Allie's story, a mortuary bed is used for the storage of human corpses awaiting autopsies or burials. While these spaces are refrigerated to help preserve the corpse, this hospital had been abandoned for decades before Allie and her friends ever even stepped foot on the grounds of the hospital. So, it's clear that something had to have been laying in that bed alongside her friend. The next guest on this show is a current high school student, Ian Frendivars, who has come upon her own eerie encounter at this building. Bryn has always been fascinated with the supernatural. Whether it be through horror films, ghost stories, or trips to haunted houses, Bryn never hesitates to immerse herself in the topic. When Bryn came upon her own brush with the presence of the dead that still surrounds the hospital, it forever changed her perception of spirits. She still is enthralled in the genre in the presence of this kind of afterlife, but this experience causes her to take this allure more seriously. So today we're here with Bryn. Bryn, how are you today? I'm good, Megan. How are you? I'm good, thanks. So what do you have to tell us about your experience at the mental hospital? So this was, I would say, the middle of the summer last year, and I was with my friends Kristen, Mandy, and Holly. Um, Holly was driving us. We were just hanging out, and we were driving down Mechanic Street, and we were stopped at a light, and I looked to my right, and this one house on the corner had their curtains in their office open just a little bit, and I had always seen these animal heads, like deer, zebra, just hanging in their office windows when it was daylight. But now it was dark out and the lights in that room were flickering a little bit. So the focus was on the animals occasionally. And that was already creeping me out. And then we continued driving once the light turned green. So we took a right and drove by Payson Field, where the old mental hospital is. And as we were driving, Mandy and I looked to our right and we saw a woman standing in the middle of the field. She had a dog on a leash. It looked like she was just taking the dog for a walk, but they had stopped to take a break. Um, we thought it was weird that they were just standing in the middle of the field at first. And I said something to Mandy. I was like, do you see that lady? And she was like, yeah, that's weird that she's out this late at night since it was about 1030 um, walking her dog. And Kristen and Holly said to us that they didn't see her, so we thought that, that was really weird. So we turned around, and right when we turned around and went to go look for her, the lady was gone, and we drove around a little bit around the area, and she was nowhere to be found. There was no dog. So that was really sketchy, especially after the whole animal head incident. Um, and it would just be weird that a lady walking her dog um, who was standing in the middle of an open field would be nowhere to be seen after a second from turning around. 
So we went down this path that was behind the old mental hospital. It was a dirt path. Um, it was kind of muddy since it had just rained. And as we were driving on, down this path, another car was coming at us slowly from the opposite end, and they had their high beams on. So that was already freaking us out. We were all really scared. Um, and Kristen and Holly didn't really believe me and Mandy since they didn't see the ghost. But now they were starting to freak out too. Um, so we were driving down the path. This car was still coming towards us, and it was really muddy. And then our car got stuck and we were freaking out we didn't know what to do so we all got out um the car continued to drive by us luckily they didn't stop they just slowly passed us um and they didn't do anything so that was good but we were just really scared because we were stuck in the mud behind an old mental hospital after just seeing what we thought was a ghost um and to this day we still think it is a ghost eventually we did get out but the whole experience just kind of shook us because it was just really scary and any suspicions that i had of ghosts are to this day gone because of that experience thank you As we depart from our small town in Foxborough, we venture down to Cape Cod, where countless ghost encounters have been experienced. Cape Cod was discovered in 1602 by Bartholomew Goshold, who gave the land its name. The land was then officially settled in 1685. A land this old is bound to be riddled with spirits. Hundreds of years have passed, and along with them, thousands of stories. In this next segment, we will interview Kristen's mom, Joanne Whalen, about her experiences with the supernatural over the years they have spent on the Cape. My mom is a very firm believer in the supernatural, and her and our family have experienced it firsthand on several occasions in one of our homes. We are here today with my mom, Joanne Whalen. So, Mom, tell us about your experiences with Cape Cod. Hello. Okay, as some of you may know, we own a very old house on Cape Cod right now. It was built in 1710. But I don't feel any presence in that house. It's the house we owned prior to that, which was also in Dennis, was built in 1869 by a sea captain named Varanus Chase. And many people have had experiences in that house. In fact, I had a psychic come once for a girl's weekend and she told me she could feel the presence of an old woman in the house that she wasn't angry or you know in any way to hurt us but there was definitely a presence in the house and some of my children had a few of those experiences. My son Andrew and his friend one night were sleeping in one of the bedrooms upstairs and they said they could see something go across the room and the door open and they were both terrified and came running downstairs to me. And then another time, my other son, Connor, and his girlfriend were there, and they had spilled something on the couch. And they went in the kitchen to get something to clean it up, and they came back in, and suddenly it was gone. And they said, okay, thank you, and the lights flickered. So there were a lot of different little things like that that happened all the time in that house. It's really, you can't quite explain it, you can just feel it because I felt that way once before at another house we had rented that I was terrified 
to be in it by myself. The whole family had been there on vacation and then I was there at the time I had two little kids and I called my aunt and uncle and had them come stay with us because I was so afraid to be in the house because I could hear things and just feel people in the house with me that um, I was not wanting to be there. I actually also had my own experience at our old Cape house and I never used to sleep in my own room because I was always so scared. But one night I just decided to sleep in the room and I was laying down on my side facing the mirror and in the middle of the night I felt something touch my shoulder. So I woke up and I just looked in the mirror and behind me was standing a lady with dark hair just standing behind me staring at me. I didn't do anything, I didn't move, I just sat there and just shut my eyes right away because I didn't want to experience that because I was so scared. It is scary, I know. I mean, people will say it doesn't exist or whatever, but I truly believe there's so many stories of things in many places down the Cape. There's a restaurant that we go to sometimes that is supposedly, well, there's a few of them actually that are supposedly haunted from, um, you know, you can see people in vintage attire walking around at different times. So I hope I never see any of that. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, thank Mom. Well, thank you. listening to our first episode of our podcast mass mayhem we hope that from this week's podcast you have lost some of your skepticism surrounding spirits as we have given you some insight into the history lessons and stories of massachusetts that might have slipped by you during your time in school we spoke with residents of foxborough joanne whalen ali valencia and Bryn gilbert about their experiences with the living dead both in our hometown and in our favorite vacation spot of cape cod while the stories that were told unfolded in different locations in the state, one thing remains the same. Those who have passed long before us continue to haunt us with their presence to this day. Our podcast, Mass Mayhem, is brought to you by... Drumroll, please! Mrs. Bryant... Foxborough High School, and Apple Earbuds. Thank you all for making this podcast possible. Next week on Mass Mayhem, tune in for an episode all about Salem. You may have seen Hocus Pocus or read Arthur Miller's The Crucible, but there is much to Salem and its past that you have yet to learn. With its infamous witch trials, this town holds a myriad of secrets of the dead. And don't forget, there's no need to crack open a textbook, because these stories can't be found in any classroom. Unless, of course, that classroom has to share its own story from the past.